thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 43 When most I wink, then do mine eyes best see, for all the day they view things unrespected. But when I sleep, in dreams they look upon thee, and darkly bright are bright in dark directed. And thou, whose shadow shadows doth make bright, how would thy shadow's form form happy show, to clear the day with thy much clearer light, when to unseeing eyes thy shade shines so? How would, I say, mine eyes be blessed made by looking on thee in the living day, when in dead night they are there, when in dead night thy fair imperfect shade through heavy sleep on sightless eyes doth stay? Or days and nights to see till I see thee, and nights bright days when dreams do show thee me. That was Sonnet 43, which has a tongue twister thrown in the middle just for the fun of it. I'm Mark Chasley, and you're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets, where we go through all of the sonnets. And when I say we, it's I, I, I mean we as in me and someone else, not me and my we. That would be weird. And I am joined by someone who I'm making giggle. Thierry Healers, that's that's an interesting introduction there. Thank you. Me and my we. Me and my we are going through Shakespeare's sonnets. It's we are we are obviously professionals. Well, d- we've had we've had fan mail, Mark. We need Ooh, to take this seriously. Oh, yes, we should say someone someone. I I will bring it up because we we did say that we would say if anyone mailed in and and talk about it quickly. So we'll do that quickly and then we'll come back to Sonnet Forty Three. And I'm looking at my. I have too many email addresses. I have about fifteen email addresses. And I've just logged. I know the feeling. I've just logged into the wrong one. I'm logging into the right one now. It was from a lovely chap who um, I believe was on the other side of the world to us. In Australia. In Australia, yes. his name was Neil, and and he was lovely, and he he emailed us about Sonnet Twenty Eight and and the lines uh, nine to twelve, and uh, the this is the sonnet that's talking about uh, day and night working in unison to torture Shakespeare. Which was we thought at the time, I think, quite an amazing metaphor. The idea that um, the the day toils Shakespeare and then and 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 tortures him, and the night just gives him time to think about that. Uh, and so it was a constant torture. Um, but Neil uh, basically wrote to us to say that the he also says in the same sonnet, which we we missed, that um, the fair youth replaces the day and night. Uh, and so, in a sense, it's the fair youth that is torturing Shakespeare, which is is lovely. So Shakespeare's in love with the fair youth, and the fact that he can't be near the youth is what tortures him. So in a way, the fair youth is torturing Shakespeare, which is, uh, I think, a lovely... We completely missed that one, but I, I do agree with his reading. Yeah, I, I and it's lovely. I, 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 this is what I love, being able to see something new in, in a... In, in the sonnets that we we had missed i mean that's wonderful he lived in um uh australia yes you're right yes uh which is yes. incidentally where i was born um just random fact out there um if anyone wants to break into my bank i was born in australia <laughs> not gonna tell you where but i was born in australia and i was there for an amazing six weeks and then my parents decided to hop on a plane and come to the uk with a six-year-old child sorry if you're on that plane i apologize for all my screaming so yes, do send us mail. We do like it. It's all, uh, you go to the website, inearentertainment.com, and there's a contact us form, and it comes through to us. It's awesome. Anyway, Sonnet 43, with the tongue twister. Bad tongue twister. 
That's, I mean, it's that, that entire sonnet is just one tongue twister. There are too many S's in it. So we got... Yes, I am going to hate reading that one so much. <laughs> yes. And there's, there's lots of repetition. So, sh- so then thou whose shadow shadows doth make bright, how would thy shadows for... for how would thy shadows form form happy show? Yeah, how would thy shadows form form happy show? Um, and then later on, it's got uh, when to unseeing eyes thy shade shines so. And shade shines is a really hard thing to say. Uh, which makes leads me to think that maybe they didn't pronounce those two words in the same way that we do. Because saying shade shines so is very, very hard to do in modern English. Because you can't do it quickly at all. Shade shine. Shade shine show. Shade shine show. You just get too many shush. Well, I mean, they weren't meant to be le- read out loud, were they? Ah, so we're doing this podcast all wrong, is what you're saying. Yes, we, we should just be silent for a minute while we read it in our minds and then talk about it. See, maybe we maybe maybe we do that at the end. No, in fact, no. I'm going to make you read this out loud. <laughs> I do agree. <laughs> yes, we'll just be silent for a minute and then... <laughs> so, yes. So, other than Shakespeare annoying us with the words order in this, what else did you think about this, Thierry? I, well, I, I did do a little bit of research for this one because it's just i mean it, it, it's really hard to get through yes it's and one i found that i do agree with is that it's about plato's cave wow which for people who don't know is basically the idea that we are all stuck in a dark cave chained down and we can, all we can see is just shadows on the wall projected onto us what's really happening behind us so we can't ever see reality we're just seeing the shadows of it that's very very deep that's basically i mean plato's idea was basically you can't understand reality by just looking at it you need to think about it your mind is the only way to understand the world okay yeah that makes sense very very odd but yeah no and i can well it was plato i mean that was Thousands of years ago, but I can see how that links he, he into this sonnet as well. Philosopher, that that definitely links into the sonnet with the shadows, so, and it does go with the um, how would thy shadows form form happy show to the clear day with thy much clearer light when to unseeing eyes thy shade shines so. So, it, all that people can see is just a dark reflection of uh, of the youth. Yeah, and then and then it goes. How would I say mine eyes be blessed made by looking on thee in the living day? So to to see his true form makes Shakespeare blessed. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like that. That's a good reading. I like that. I I like the the end of this. Or all days and nights to see till I see thee. All days and nights to see till I see thee. So. Even in the brightest day, there's darkness until I see you. You bring light into it. And night's bright days when dreams do show thee me. So his Shakespeare's nights are better than his days because at least in his dreams he gets to see the fair youth. Which is, I think, lovely. That's that's so... Uh, it's such an obvious... Uh, such an obvious metaphor, I guess. Such an obvious poetic ideal that, that days are dark until I see you but my nights are bright because I get to see you in my dreams. 
And it's such a wonderfully poetic image and such an obvious one, but I don't recall it being used anywhere else in my in my encyclopedic knowledge of all poetry throughout the ages. Um, I'm, yeah, I, I don't remember the night ever being described as bright. Because the dreams show you who you love. I, I think that's such a lovely way of thinking about things. That's actually made me smile. I like that. That's really good. We have a happy mark, ladies and gentlemen. It's finally yeah. happened. I'm always <laughs> it happy. It took 43 sonnets. <laughs> I, I sometimes go on my rants, but I'm always happy deep down. What have I got to complain about? Nothing. Just... Nothing at all. Um, yeah, there. Yes, this sonnet is awesome. I like it. It's it's dense, though. It's still dense. I mean, uh, when most I wink, then do mine eyes best see. Yes, right. Uh, for all the day, they view things unrespected. Um, unrespected, I'm guessing, is, is a differing def- definition than we're used to, I guess, at the moment. It's um, just unnoticed. Yeah. Uh, unseen, yeah. For all day. Yeah, unseen. They view things unseen, which does, yes, again, it links into your Plato's cave. All day long, you're just looking at things that are, are a, a cutout of things. They are the silhouettes of real things. They're not. That's the word, silhouettes. I've been looking for that one since we started this episode. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, it's always good to help. You should have just used it in another language. Someone out there would have understood. Yeah, but it's the same one in every language ah. that I know, or just a variety thereof. So if you can't remember it in one, it's just. I'm starting to think gone. this this language thing is easier than you've made it seem. Every 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 word I go, what's this in another language? You go, it's pretty much the same. Wait, I I taught you the word pim pumper last pimple. time. That for, for for people who don't for know, butterfly. I I did tweet the link on uh, on my Twitter profile. I'm not. I, it might be on the in ear Facebook page as well. Uh, if it's it not, we can put it on. But yeah, I basically taught the mark the word for a uh, butterfly in Luxembourgish. Where there's two, and he really liked the word pim pumper. I can't remember the other one. And you also told me hedgehog. Hyperlick. Oh, hedgehog. Kazaka. Kazaka. Kezeka is awesome because it almost sounds like something to eat, something sweet and juicy well, for pudding. You say that, you say that. The word case is the word for cheese. C and kezaka, sugary cheese <laughs> is what that is, is actually hedgehog literally translated sugary cheese. Because isn't zucker, sucker is, is sugar in German? Zucker? Oh, yeah, no, this is spelled differently ah, though. Okay. But yeah. But, but yeah, zucker is the German word for uh, sugar. But yeah, pimpumple is awesome word, and and microwave in Welsh is popty ping. Popty ping. Popty ping. I I think I prefer the Welsh word for owl. What's the Welsh word for owl? Goody who? Goody who? That's amazing. <laughs> oh, I love other languages. It's just onomatopoeic, the the sound that an owl makes. Goody who? <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, I need to tell people that everyone needs to know that the Welsh for owl is goody who. Goody who? Well, there is in, in Cardiff. There is a bar that's called Goody who. Oh, I don't know that one. I'm. It's um. It's uh near, near the Portuguese restaurant, Madeira restaurant. Okay. I'm not. Uh, I'm not sure what the street is called. Uh, I will. It's it's. We will go there uh, next time we down meet. Down Churchill up. Street. Next time we meet up in Wales, um, we will go to Goody who. We will go to Goody who bar. Excellent. And <laughs> and ask them if they can put something in the poppy ping for us. <laughs> A, a, a pimpumple in the poppity ping at Goody Who. No, I'm not sure I would like to eat a butterfly. <laughs> it would confuse them. Uh, I imagine butterflies have quite a nice... Once you get rid of the wings, 
They're just, you know, quite nice, I imagine. I, uh, They're like flying shrimp. Kind of. I, I have no idea. I'm not sure if any society does eat butterflies. <laughs> if you know, do contact us by the contact form. Uh, let's get back to the sonnet. That that had nothing to do with the sonnet at all. Sorry, that was just two friends going, that's an amazing <laughs> word in another language. Um, yes. But what, anything else you wanted to bring up in this one? It just... I'm not quite sure why he's made this one so complicated. I'm sure there's a reason for it. Okay. But I can't quite see why this one is... I'm not sure if dense is the word. It just all the repetition in this that just makes it really strange. And I wonder if the repetition actually means something. Yeah, it makes it hard to read. Uh, and it, the the repetition isn't there because Shakespeare's a bad writer. That that kind of, you know when you write a sentence Well, no, it's he is a yeah. good writer, so that that was choice. And when you when when you get you sometimes people write sentences and you end up with two B's in a row or two twos in a row, and it's awful, uh, and it just shows you can't think of another way of writing a sentence. Whereas this has been done very much on purpose, and it happens two or three times throughout this sonnet, and yeah, there probably is a reason for it. Um, but I think this is such a deep sonnet. I mean, there. I mean, looking at it, in and if it is going back to Plato's cave, and and I'm not quite sure how it it really it does. It's dropped the idea of the woman. Now we're just back to the fair youth, and we're back to the fair youth bringing the sun. So we're back to the traditional images of the fair youth. The fair youth lights his day, brings him light. Um, but there, there is just something deeper in it and darker I guess which is where the shade and the darkness makes the whole sonnet slightly darker than than the ones we've had before I guess but then in the end as we said before the darkness is actually the light yes yeah or or at least he escapes the darkness by through his dreams I guess maybe but he does actually say it as night's bright days when dreams do show thee me yeah so he, he yeah, it's a very deep sonnet that that I haven't quite. I could yawn. Excuse me. This is how interesting <laughs> the sonnet is. Or, or it means Mark's just got out of bed. One of the two. Um, I do apologise for yawning. Um, yeah, I think this is quite a deep one, um, and one that's that's quite impenetrable from a just a casual reading. It's a nice. It's nice and fun to read because it, it's a. It makes you really think about rhythm and what you're saying. But in terms of what we can say now, I'm without having to deconstruct it line by line, I think we're kind of hitting the limit of what we can say. I, I really can't. Yeah. Well, let, let, let's call this one to an end. Yeah, yeah. If if anyone out there is going... If anyone has an idea... Yes, let us know and we will come back to it. We will talk about it. That's fine. But I... It's... Yeah. I think we've, we've, we've skimmed the main themes of it, I guess we can say. But we haven't really delved yeah, into it. Yeah, I guess so. It's like a deep, dark swimming pool. And we've just got dipped our toes in. For a random <laughs> metaphor. I'm not going to let you get away without reading this one, by the way. Oh, God. I'll read us out. You will. You will. You'll be fine. You you have no problem with S's at all. 
That's that's fine. Mm-hmm. Sonnet forty three. When most I wing, then do mine eyes best see, for all the day they view things unrespected. But when I sleep, in dreams they look on thee, and darkly bright are bright in dark directed. Then thou, whose shadow shadows doth make bright, how would thy shadow's form form happy show to the clear day with thy much clearer light, when to unseeing eyes thy shade shines so? How would, I say, mine eyes be blessed made by looking on thee in the living day, when in dead night thy fair imperfect shade through heavy sleep on sightless eyes doth stay. All days are nights to see till I see thee, and nights bright days when dreams do show thee me. What? That's not right! <laughs> I, I nearly stumbled on the last line, but you could have... wow. <laughs> wow, that was Sonnet 43, which I've just realised to begin with, it, it, it kind of comes almost like an incantation. It's kind of got that kind of rhythm to it. For all the day they view things unrespected, but when I sleep in dreams they look on thee, and darkly bright are bright in dark directed. It, it seems a bit... Uh, it's the kind of thing you'd expect the witches in his place to say. Darkly bright are bright It is, actually. Directed. Yeah. So it's, it's almost incantation. But I'm going to leave on that thought. That was Sonnet 43. I've been Mark Chatterley, and you can follow me on Twitter at Duffkin. And I've been joined by the wonderful... Thierry Hillis, and you can follow me on Twitter at Sound of Seagulls. Awesome, and we will see you again for Sonic. You've been listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hillis. This has been an in-ear entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about in-ear entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.